Welcome to Travel, Eat, and Learn. I'm Susan Sam Shockley. And I'm Patrick Barney. And we have 17 days left till Christmas. So you procrastinators, it's time to panic. <laughs> all right, Sam, our title says it all as usual. Travel, because we believe the world is a book and those who do not travel only read one page. Eat, because the best way to experience a place is by eating with the locals. And learn. We want you to have fun and learn about the cultures and the cuisines that you get to enjoy. This show is being brought to you by the wonderful people at For More Travel. Where you dream it and they make it happen. All right, Sam, I think it's time for our little travel news. Before we get into the news, I, I want to be aware of the fact that today is December 7th. It is the 75th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. So we want to remember that and we want to thank all veterans of all ages and all centuries for keeping us safe and free in America. And now, Sam, it's Christmas time. And at Christmas time, we want to be joyous. We want to see lights. We want to have drinks. Songs. Silver bells. Well, we want others to sing. Yeah, we want others to sing. That would be good. Okay. So, but one of the things I thought was always neat is every city, every town tries to have some kind of Christmas parade of some sort. Now, if you're on the East Coast, one of the best parades is in Fort Lauderdale because it's a boat parade. They have hundreds of boats that come up and down the inlets. We decorated for Christmas. Pretty. And that is pretty, isn't it? We also have, if you're on the West Coast, you have the same thing in San Diego, which I think is another one. Of course, to notice the little bit more palm trees here, okay, a little wilder. There are people shorts there. You don't kind of necessarily find that in Florida. But if you want to stay on the ground, right here in Henderson, every year in December, in fact, it's coming up this weekend, they have an evening parade down Main Street in Henderson. And it's all lit, and they have great high it school bands. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Beautiful. We can't wait for next year. And then finally, if you're looking for a place for Christmas, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it this year, but last year's parade in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, was fantastic and very festive. Now you know they got pretty much burned out this year. Our hearts go out to them. I hope they have a good Christmas. We've appreciated those floats and those parades in the future, and I hope they can do it again in the near future. Right? Yes. All right. Yes. Now, it must be time for Ice Cube Jazz. Well, we gave the West Side a try this time. We went to the Viva Mercado at 9500 West Sahara, and this is a place that hosts the Chicagoans in the desert, which I am. That's not a reason not to go there, though. <laughs> they, 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 let, they let real people in there, too. They have a picture that hangs in their restaurant that I saw. I had, it, it's a beautiful dancing girl, and we have a picture of it, and I painted this very picture for our home. Not for them. Not for them. Not no. for them. She no, did, I didn't she do did a, this she one. She did a great job on it, really. We have it hanging up in our in our living room there, it's in a dark corner, but it works really well. Oh. Uh, 
But oh. it is, it's a beautiful painting. Sam's a good painter. But I have to tell you, the food is really great. And I'll tell you why. Because in the olden days, I lived in South Chicago when I first got married. And that was a Polish-Mexican neighborhood. And boy, did I have some great Mexican food. I had nachos without the crap on it, without the, without the uh, refried beans, without the meat. It was just cheese, and it was Mexican cheese, and it was hot peppers, and I, I can still taste it. It was so exquisite. The servers are friendly. They give you lots and lots of chips and salsa, and the drinks and the, the margaritas and the... Uh, Food is all like five dollars. The margaritas and the well drinks are five dollars, and of course their happy hour food. Isn't that is, what I just said? Yeah, but you know you go too <laughs> fast. This is the important thing. You, you know, while you're swishing around in that nacho crap, I could eat real food and drink some good drinks. Well, what did you eat that was good? I don't remember now. <laughs> no, it actually, was so I actually I had great soft tacos. Ah. They were, I love soft tacos, and they give you the option of whether you want the soft taco to be a corn or a flour tortilla, which is a nice choice. You don't always get that, but I'm telling you that I, for Mexican food, I'm not a big Mexican food person, but it is a great happy hour food. And it was a cold night last week when we were there, and they made a very nice, simple Irish coffee. Now, when I say simple, we didn't have all that extra ice cream, we didn't have or whipped cream, we didn't have all that extra chocolate sprinkles put on top of it. It's just coffee and whiskey. That's that's what I, Irish coffee is, and it was really great. Anyway, I I enjoyed it, Sam. Well, that's nice that you did enjoy yes, it. Yes, yes. So <laughs> another another happy happy hour. Another happy happy hour. Another happy hour. All right, but now Sam has got some really interesting facts for you. We're going on to great go-to destinations. Now you. You might not believe it, but there are still people who have not been to Europe. And one of the services, we're free of charge, one of the services that we provide is when we make a reservation for somebody, we also give them guidance and advice. And some people would like to know things, so I send them a sheet. And one of the things on the sheet is tips that you can use if you're going to Europe. Now, if you need necessities once you get there, there are drugstores on every corner and they are all designated with a great big green cross. Yeah, I think that's interesting. It's green, not red. Okay, <laughs> so that's one thing. And most of the places do speak English in the hotels and the restaurants. Uh, crime, as far as crime goes, there is pickpocketing and purse Be snatching. Before you get into that, because we're moving a little quick, I think there's a word you need about the necessities. now. Yes, they have everything you need. They have drugstores, okay? But it's not necessarily in English. Please be careful that you are picking <laughs> up toast toothpaste, not hemorrhoid cream, okay? It's very important because it's very, very difficult the next day because you can't smile. Your mouth shrinks, okay? Mr. So, Barney, so we have careful. seven segments to get through. And I am we've only done eight minutes here. Calm down. I am purposefully flying Don't through. fly. <laughs> Don't fly. All right, now what about language? 
I already discussed language. Oh, you did that already? <laughs> Just ask where the bath, find out the, where the bathroom is. That's the most important and thing. And does it have a seat? <laughs> That's important. And take, take a coin with you because sometimes there's an attendant in there and that you have to give some money to before you get some toilet paper. <laughs> anyway, in the restaurants, now tipping is not expected in all cases. Um, they actually put the gratuity right on the check, in, so look for that. And, I mean, if you want to, you can add money if you like, but it's not expected. Uh, there is a difference between sitting at a table or sitting at the bar. It's a matter of money. If you sit at a table, you're going to pay a little bit more for that cup of cappuccino. Why are you tapping me? Well, you, one, you skipped one thing because, you know, it's strange. I mean, I, I am sorry I keep bringing up the script, okay? But you, you didn't mention about crime. I did, too. When? I wasn't, oh, I, I, I wasn't paying attention again. No. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that's any worse than any other city. I don't want to, you know, we have been to New York. I grew in New York, you know. You, you, you watch. You don't go into Times Square with any a whole large amount of money in your back pocket. Okay, that's silly. So big cities are big cities, whether they're in Europe or in the United States. Well, I would like to mention that uh, when you leave your hotel room, don't worry about getting... What are we t tapping me now for? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor Scott sitting over there saying to himself, what the hell picture am I supposed to be putting up? Where is she now? When you were discussing about sitting at the table and that they don't turn them over, that's where we want to see that beautiful outside a picture. Well, he did that already. Can't you pay attention to this? I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm totally confused. <laughs> well, I'm please totally be confused. quiet when you're confused. Well, see, I, I'm just trying to tell you that it's, it's only 10 minutes into the show here, and I'm completely <laughs> okay. confused. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're rushing so fast, I don't even hear it. I'm just blazing through it. Anyway, <laughs> when you get your hotel key, you're going to notice that you get this huge fob on it. And you can't put that in your purse. Well, there's a reason that you have this huge fob. See that one right in the middle of the Plaza Anthony? Yeah. Anyway, when you're in Europe, you are expected to turn your key in at the front desk when you leave the hotel. Okay, well... You may think that someone might go into your room and steal something. There is no, I was in the hotel business for 25 years. There is no hotel room anywhere that they don't have a key to. So it doesn't matter. They're not going to steal anything. Just give them your key as you leave the hotel. That's not as bothering to me as turning in the key because I don't want to carry it in my pocket anyhow. But like when we were in Greece, and if we went to the casino in Greece, you had to turn in your passport. Oh, here's Remember a story that? for you. I mean, that's like, you know, if, if, if you can't pay the bill at the end of the evening, you don't get your passport back. We, I, of course, have to go to the casino when we go to Greece in Sarni. So we get into the car. We have a map. We can't read Greek. So no we kidding. stop at a gas station. We can't speak Greek. But a truck driver tells us where to go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we drive and drive and drive and drive, looking for the sign, until the road ends. 
we are on gravel. So we turn around and go back, and there's the big sign. There wasn't one on the other side of the road. There's the sign, and of course, you have to go up in a funicular and leave your passport, which bothered us greatly. Now, may I move along? Yes, slowly. See, you're walk talking too fast. I don't get to... I'm in charge of seeing anyway, the time. Anyway, if ahead. you don't like night noise, request a room in the back of the hotel because in Europe there's lots and lots of motor scooters and toot toot tooting and... Can I tell a story about that since you went on about the Greek thing? When we, the first time we went to Dublin, okay, <laughs> we said, oh, this is a quaint little town. Where would you like to have your... your uh, um, window looking at the street. I said, yes, of course. Yeah, we want to get the flavor of the place. Well, we didn't realize it, but right across the street from our hotel was a club owned and operated by YouTube. Okay. The Temple Bar. The Temple Bar. And not only was that loud to begin with, but at two o'clock when the bar okay. closes, you say last, last call. Well, last call means take your final drink, walk out in the street under Pat's window, and finish the evening for the next two hours. So the next time we went to Dublin, we got the courtyards. That's what you got to remember. Now, aren't we smart? Anyway, those are the things that we'll tell you. Also, driving in Europe is very interesting. Should you get a rental car, drive on the right-hand side of the street until you feel like passing. Then you go to the left, pass, and get back into the right. And it is marvelous. I love driving in Italy. It's just so much fun. I'm glad you mentioned Italy because if they drive on the right in London, they may have a little bit of problem. <laughs> okay. But in Italy, yes, it's just like us. And I tell you, you could say that right here in Vegas. What is with the people in the what we call the passing lane here? If they are going to turn, they're all British trains. If they are going to turn left in this town, they wait. They're on the left lane three blocks ahead of time. Three blocks. Okay, okay. fine. <laughs> anyway. And that is it for well, tips. Well, remember, what's your big name? What's your big thing here? What is my big thing? <laughs> you wrote it right here. You said, remember, you're in Europe and things are different. <laughs> I, thought that, I, thought, I thought that was brilliant. The skip script police. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Remember, I, we've mentioned it for the last two weeks, and somebody, if somebody else besides Barb is listening, okay? <laughs> we want to know great destinations in your city, town, or state. Let us know. Just email us and say, hey, uh, if you're in Kentucky, this is where you want to go on the Whiskey Trail. If, if you're in Kansas, why? Okay? Just tell us, all right? All right, Sam, are you ready to walk on water? I am. Oh, I am so, this is the Sam show. I'm going to be talking the whole time. And isn't it going to be refreshing? Anyway, I always wondered why people don't ask me, I want to go to the Oscars. Or I want to go to the premiere of a movie. Or I want to go on a jazz cruise. Well, maybe they don't ask me because they don't know I can do that kind of stuff. I can, it just takes money. That's all it is, is money. Anyway, there is a, 
a jazz cruise back to back. And what is a jazz cruise? A jazz cruise is going to be February, January 28th through February 4th, and then again February 4th through February 11th. This is going to be on the Celebrity Summit. And the first one is the Jazz Cruise, and the second one is the Blue Note Cruise. Now, both of these have a wicked amount of stars. You're going to be able to spend the week with people like Al Giroux, with John Pizzarelli, the Cole. Now, this is the last Cole brother of Nat King Cole. We used to go in Scottsdale to a club, and um, Ike Cole used to play for us. But he's dead now. But he has passed. Um, he was great. He was great. He, he was really great. He was great. very kind to us. At Christmas time, we always pathetically made him do the Christmas song. But yeah, poor guy. he didn't mind it at all. Uh, he loved playing golf in Scottsdale. Anyway, Jimmy Cobb, David Sanborn, Marcus Miller, there, just to name a few. Uh, this is an excellent opportunity to uh, spend with, uh, who's the big star in, in uh here on the strip. Which one? Clint Holmes. Ah, Clint Holmes, you got it. Yay, you yeah. get the prize. Anyway, Clint Holmes is going to be on this cruise as well. So you Which one is he going to be on the first or the second one? Thank the you jazz, for asking. I will I will find that You'll out. You'll know that before they call you. You will know that. Okay? All right. But um, just think of set, spending a week with Al Jarreau or John Pizzarelli, or I mean, these these people do multiples. You should see the schedule, the daily schedule. There's got to be at least 15 or 20 uh, performances a day. You would go nuts with music, and I mean, I'd love to go on one, but they're not easy to get on. You've got, I mean, they are booking immediately. They book before they get off the ship. So if you want to go, you've got to give me a yeah, call. This is, yeah, do it right now because there may be some left, but I'm telling you, these books, these are books almost a year in advance yeah. because it's so popular. And it all goes out of Fort Lauderdale, which is easy to get to from here, believe it, or from wherever we are in the country. Fort Lauderdale is a much better cruise port than Miami ever and thought of being. One reason why it is a great cruise port is the airport is here and the cruise port is like five minutes of cab right away. Miami, that's a whole different story. I don't know why people want to go out of Miami. Because the ships are there. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Yes, yes but. Right. <laughs> but Fort Lauderdale, when you're in the Fort Lauderdale community of ships, they are everywhere. And they all go out one by one by one, and you can stand at the top of your ship and watch them like little ants go out at four o'clock in the afternoon as it's getting to be dusk. We went out of that port once on the brand new Allure of the Seas by Royal Caribbean, and when we got to the port, we could not imagine that there was a ship this big. It holds 6,000 passengers. It's an amazing ship, and when we we were on the inaugural cruise, and yes, 
They have the fire boats with all of the fountains of water coming off of them. And everybody in the um, condominiums were uh, waving and yelling and all the cars were honking. It was quite, a, quite an experience. Very nice. Well, you know, I, and, and Fort Lauderdale, for those of you who aren't aware of it, is probably one of the best cruise ports because the inlet waterway, you can take a boat to dinner, you know, up and down these, these little uh, waterways in, in um, um, Fort Lauderdale. You have such a great evening even before you go on your ship or when you're there just visiting. It's worth going in a couple days before or after the cruise. Fort Lauderdale is a great city to go to. Yeah. It's got water. As opposed to Phoenix is a great, or Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, Vegas. Well, Vegas is a great city with a lot of restaurants and music, but it doesn't have rivers. Okay. So, if you, all right, that's all I'm saying. It has right. its own charm. Yes, it does. Yes. All right. Well, are you finally done? I'm done. Is the, is the, um, is the Shockley Marathon over? Yes, it is. All right, now, you I, can... now it's time for Travel Rant. They heard you enough, didn't they? Today, tonight? Listen, this is actually part two on high-speed uh, passenger trains, which I did on the last show because I felt I rushed through that and I buried the lead. The buried the lead is you need to go on the computer and you need to go to U.S. High Speed Rail Association because they have a beautiful map there on what high-speed train system should be in the United States and how they want to add to it and do this. They're probably the weakest lobbyists in Washington, D.C., unfortunately, but they've got a plan. And I, again, uh, say it's got to be part of the infrastructure this year. Remember what I said last time. In the last 30 years, the government who took over Amtrak in 1970 has spent $30 billion on the train system that doesn't really work. However, they spend $1.89 trillion to keep the roads and the airports going, okay? So dollar for dollar, Amtrak is really doing a much better job. And they are definitely, from the environmental point of view, a better way to travel. I also mentioned last time that Vegas doesn't have a train system here. And I had the wrong number, I'm sorry. 44 million people come here every year, and you can't get your tail on a train to do it. Okay? Well, you think I'm going to call up people and say, hey, you want to come to Vegas? I'll meet you in the Kingman. <laughs> okay? Come on. All right? Get a train to Vegas. All right? And as I said, right now, in the, United, in the world, America ranks with Bolivia and Turkey on the amount of money we spend on trains. We have got to make that part of our infrastructure because if we don't, while the rest of the world is enjoying beautiful trains like this, our high-speed system is going to be more like this, a Lego version, okay? <laughs> All right, and, and then the only way you can do that is to add money and get the government out of the train business. I have something to say. Okay. Since we spent 26 years in the greater Washington, D.C. area, and since our show goes to all kinds of countries and states, I'm going to tell you about the train from Washington, D.C. to New York. 
Here's a little tip you might not know. If you're a senior, you can step in front of everybody but the people with kids, and you can get on the train first. Well, you can do that, too. You know, you just push those kids aside. Okay. And what else you ought to do is once you go through the gates, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking until you get to the first car. It's the quiet car. It's the car where cell phones do not exist, where you cannot fight with your partner. Uh, where children are usually not allowed. <laughs> yes, there are no children, and it's just a wonderful experience. And importantly, it's very close to the coffee car. Now, they also say that the Acela is the good, the good ship to go on, the good train. It's the only, quote, high-speed train we the have in the country. The seats are so small, you are knocking your knees against other people. You might as well just sit in the quiet car it's better than first class. We've done that, too. It's not worth the money. Sorry, I'm saving you money. I'm done. Okay. Power has nothing to do with the fact that we need a high-speed passenger system. And I forgot one other point here. You know, they say you can't do it. The railroad companies own all the right-of-ways. It's too expensive to do this. Guess what? We gave that land, we the government, and the government is really us because we paid for it, we gave that land to the railroad companies so they would build the railroads a hundred years ago. I think they got their money back. Get a little slice back from these people and say we're going to put a high-speed train next to your slow freight train. I'm sorry. I'm a little upset about I that. I have something I need to talk about. Wait a minute. We're moving on now, people. Get the children out of the room. We're going to... <laughs> This is the adult version of Vegas Beyond the Strip. Puppetry of the penis is our next subject. Uh, I think someone likes to hear me say penis. But anyway, my girlfriend in Washington, Joy, who is such a lovely lady, went with her uh, club to see puppetry of the penis. So I thought it would be a grand idea to go and see it with a new girlfriend. Whoa! <laughs> anyway, these two fellows walk into the room with these long robes on and immediately just take them off and they are stark naked. Well, for the next 45 minutes, they pull and yank and twist and I mean you're looking at your watch it's you, I love male frontal nudity this is the hamburger they take their balls and they put it over their penis <laughs> and squeeze <laughs> well you know one of the things in the desert here this theater is very very warm because <laughs> if not you know that that Big Mac is going to turn into a, if it gets too cold in there, it's going to turn into a little uh, Happy Meal hamburger. <laughs> oh, Happy Meal hamburger. Okay. Well, there's no one that likes male frontal nudity more than me. I mean, we were movie <laughs> critics for 20 years, and it, it, I can tell you on one hand the male frontal nudity I saw in 20 years. Anyway. I was looking at my watch because it can get boring. And I mean, these guys are going to have balls down to their knees. <laughs> these guys are yanking and pulling and stretching. and <sighs> Anyway, it's right off the strip on Dean Martin Boulevard. And 
Let me ask you, were there any men in the audience? Yes, there were. Really? I mean, really? I mean, straight men? Yes, they were like on a date. Oh, in other words, they were dragged there. They so were their, their girlfriends <laughs> or their wives wanted to embarrass them. I don't think that was the case, but they were indeed embarrassed. Yeah, I can imagine it. Listen, just remember that, you know, don't blame Vegas for this. This is an Australian group, and they play all over the country. Mm -hmm. So there could be a puppetry coming near to you. So and check it's at, your papers. At the Jewel Box Theater. Of course. Appropriately named. All right. You can let the kids back in the room now. That's all over. All right. Now, let's move on to where the hell is it? All right, the question last week, Sam, was where was the tango invented? And the answer, of course, is Argentina. Argentina by the Italian immigrants. And it was In years. The Boca. It was years, decades before Spain would even let the tango be danced because it was so wild. Until it was danced in Paris, and then they took ownership of it. I think that's an amazing story. Listen, we want to thank Barb for being the one who came up with the answer here, Barb. Yay, Barb! And because you watch us every time, and I understand you're going to be in town at the end of this month, you are invited to a, a, one of our, sh our show that we're going to do on the 21st. That's your prize. That's your prize or punishment. <laughs> okay, one or the other. Now, dress a little nice, Barb, because we're going to have you in to do a segment. Okay? <laughs> All right. We want you to tell the people why you sit in Wisconsin and watch this show, because the rest of the country will be so jealous. So we'll see you on the 21st. Now, Sam, how about the question for next week? Okay. You came up with it. Do you want me to say it or you are you going to say it? This is a question. In what great American city did Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders ride into and shoot up the bar? What was the city that he did that? I can't. I don't remember if he did it before or after he charged up Sam Juan Hill. So I don't know if it was the anticipation of that war or celebration that it was over. One way or the other, they shot up the draw, and I've seen the bullet holes, so I know it happened. And remember, please, those other than Barb, email in your answers here, okay? And if you get the right answer, if you beat Barb and you're in town, you both can come to the show. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to say good night now. Wait I think a minute. We've Tell had... them what our next show is. Well, it's the 21st. You already told them. Okay. Well, they don't remember any more than I do. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> right. Anyway, we thank you for watching our show. I'm Susan Sam Shockley. And I'm Patrick Barney, and I'll see you next time when our guest Barbara will be here. <laughs>